Why, hello there. <laughs> How was that? I mean, I think you got the inflections a little bit wrong, but that's okay. Oh, we can okay. work on it. It's a work in progress. Well, it's only number two. Or your first Overall, time. why, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Wittenberg Radio. Yay. <laughs> we are very happy to be back. We've got a really great episode for you today. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm Dan, by the way. I'm Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> and later you'll hear from our friend Austin. We've got a great interview with him. But Dan, how is life in a code orange world? Oh man, it's wild, isn't it? Everything's <laughs> everything's wild. Soccer's been canceled. You're, everything's yeah. up in the air. Are yeah. You, how you feeling? How you handling that? Dismay is the oh, is the word that comes to comes gotcha. to mind here. Yeah. yeah. But you're still getting out there. You're still out there on the yep. on the pitch. Still is that out what they on call the, it? On, on the turf. The turf kicking it's, the old ball around <laughs> yep yeah i was gonna so, say pigskin that's not it that's football um i'm really glad that you're still practicing i think yeah. that's that's really nice so am i, I think everybody is but yeah. uh yeah you know being yeah. safe with it keeping our awesome our distance good stuff and thanksgiving how how was your thanksgiving oh, weekend it was great i got to see kind of see my family did you do a zoom actually no, we did we did an in-person a gathering at the forks with part of my uh family that's here oh and, i love uh, it yeah was able to we were able to distance and nice. you know usually we do a potluck yeah family dinner but this way we could just be safe about everything like that but we did do a zoom call with my uh, relatives Aww. from ontario which was really really fun that's cool, cool i've to heard see everybody i've heard a lot of people um that i've heard from a lot of people saying that they did a zoom gathering which i think is really cool yeah yeah i hope you all had a, a great thanksgiving yeah. too yeah enjoyed that long weekend maybe yeah. got some reading done maybe Who knows? did you chloe what did you get up to um not a lot of reading nice but a lot of relaxing nice. so that was good nice well speaking of reading oh we have some <laughs> <laughs> and we're in some of the same classes so maybe we would have had some common words some common words oh look at that segue words in common oh that's amazing um yeah we've got a few words actually to share from our friends For at common, common word, word. <laughs> the bookstore and and store on campus it's so much more than a bookstore it though is, dan it is yeah Anyways, common word like would like to say uh, thanks to all the students again for navigating a new textbook season, online pre-orders, and schedule pointless, and they all ran smoothly. Yeah, I got my books. Mm-hmm. I got my books too. It worked really well. And also, it's been the first few weeks of school. We're in October now, so you've got your textbooks. You might not be spending a lot of time at Common Word anymore, but they would like you to know that they offer so much more than books. There's mm-hmm. a lot of food there, Dan. Yeah, a lot of really good food. They've got um, yerba mate tea, yep. la cochina tortilla chips, which are some of my favorites, farmer sausage, and they even have gluten-free options, as well as the infamous pierogi. Mm-hmm. It's all locally sourced or fairly traded. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, they have gluten-free pierogies. It's wild. It's for all those gluten-free Mennonites. So good. <laughs> they also have 10,000 Villages coffee. Even, they do. Uh, yeah, it's even continuing after 10,000 Villages closure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they also have frozen pizzas, which is the perfect um, apartment student meal. And lots of snacks. And lots of different snacks. So yeah. you can watch their website for weekly sales. Yeah, they also got their great masks on sale still. You yes. got your two variations of blazers and the classic CMU mask. Yeah, so stay safe and rep CMU. Yeah, looks stylish too. <laughs> now we're going to head into our interview. We had a really good conversation with CMU student Austin Tillett. Austin, I'm so excited to have you here on Wittenberg Radio. You have just the most incredible ideas. You're just, your writing is wonderful. Every time you say something in class, I'm like, somebody write this down. Somebody record this. 
So I'm glad we're here recording all these wonderful thoughts. As am I. Aww. <laughs> Thank you for that really kind introduction. Oh, anytime. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more? Sure. Um, my name is Austin. Um, I'm an international student. Uh, I'm from Belize. I was living in the States before I moved here. And uh, this is my fourth year-ish in at CMU. Wonderful. And hey. Austin is a good old communications and media major. There it is. I there am. It's <laughs> waiting for that one to come out. Oh, for sure. So Austin, over this summer, you had a really cool practicum opportunity. You worked for G's Magazine. Can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about that? I did. So G's Magazine is a magazine that used to be based here in Winnipeg, but then it moved to Detroit and Michigan. Um, and they write stuff about uh, religion, progressive cultural politics. Um, and so I was doing a lot of uh, editing, um, social media strategy, and uh, writing. Nice. And yeah. all online, I assume. Yes. Okay. All online. <laughs> yes. What we're here to talk about today is an article you actually wrote for G's um, that I read this summer, and it was incredible. Um, everyone I know basically got forwarded that article. <laughs> um, and so we're here to talk a little bit about that process and that article. So if you wanted we were hoping that you would give us a little preview of that, if you could read some of it for us. Sure, no worries. Um, here it goes. Uh, so this call, Our Breaths Are Stifled. Um, my voice barely matters. That's the truth. A black gay man from the developing world has nothing to offer a white colonial ego. That's why white people need to get over their defensiveness, admit they have privilege, and work to dismantle the systems that stifle our breaths. It should be enough for me to say I'm scared or that we should stop entertaining white nationalist rhetoric. However, that isn't the world we live in. White people, use your privilege to protect us. Do so with the acknowledgement that we shouldn't need you to stand up for us. We should have our voices acknowledged without your validation, simply because we exist. Dude. <laughs> Powerful stuff. <laughs> you and I, we... Um we're part of the first year orientation and we got to chat a little bit about radical dialogue. Yes. And so we were talking about this article and you were saying how it was an article that you didn't really want to write. Yes. Can you expand on that a little, a little bit more? For sure. Um, one of the reasons that I didn't want to write this article is because I was thinking, how am I going to be perceived? Um, how are people going to look at my ideas and, and internalize them? Mm. Um, and as someone who's sort of writing this from, I suppose, a lower position of power, I was thinking, um, am I going to sound angry? Am I going to sound like I'm just complaining? Um, are people going to take what I'm saying seriously? Mm -hmm. What was your target audience that you had in mind? Did you have one in mind? Was it coming? I mean, I know sometimes when I sit down and write, it can kind of go one of two directions where I'll just kind of start writing and it'll really come from the heart and I, I won't have a preset plan for it which I feel like this might have been um, or did you sit down and kind of have a target audience and kind of workshop through your ideas to this um, I didn't really have a target audience for this piece um, I was just essentially writing out of a lot of frustration um, a lot of anger and a lot of fear really um, and I didn't really I guess I, I was looking at a lot that was happening. I didn't really know what else to do but write. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think one of my favorite things about it is, uh, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that it, it reads so much like a poem or so similar to slam poetry 
it, I mean, it obviously adds to the power that it that it conveys in the sense of reading it. It's not like set down facts, but it, mm. it, it reads as really more of a call that that's more it's mm. it becomes more compelling because of that um, yeah and i think that's really really powerful yeah and it reads well on its own like if i'm just sitting down and reading it it's super powerful but hearing you yeah. reading it adds such a dimension <laughs> to it and i'm just so grateful that you're here to and you provided us with that experience i think that's just i'm super grateful for that Thank yeah you. um one of my questions is did you have a moment where you were like okay i gotta write this now Yes, um, I was spending an unhealthy amount of time on Twitter, uh. um, and I was looking at all sort of the videos um, regarding what was happening with the protests, mm-hmm. um, and just seeing how the police were doing these things to protesters that, I mean, I wasn't surprised that they were doing these things, but I was also very, but I was still surprised, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was I was kind of sitting there thinking, and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people are are, are watching this and thinking, what's the point of this? Mm. And I was like, the point is, <laughs> our lives have not been mattering mm. huh. for a long time. So maybe if I maybe if I tell you how scared I am, maybe you'll listen to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. After you wrote it, do you feel like people have been listening to you? I feel like people have been listening to me. Um, I don't know, mm. to be honest. I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like people have read what I've written and they have had a emotional reaction, for sure. But I'm not sure if the things that I've said have really resonated with people in a way that actually calls them to action. Mm. Mm. And maybe that necessarily wasn't my point of the article. Right, yeah. But that's what I feel is most important. Mm. Would you branch that under the the category of of performative allyship? Because I know we've talked about that in the past. (laughs) Um, Yes, indeed. Um, I... That was also one of the reasons that I wrote this piece was because I thought that there were so many people who were willing to engage in things like Blackout Tuesday Mm -hmm. and not really um, do important things like signing petitions Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I mean, I I saw something interesting. I mean, I'm fascinated by social media in general, but the the space the nature of which you can repost or retweet something mm-hmm. and just kind of forget about it is is pretty wild to me but i i saw something on my instagram the other day uh that was talking about you know like all these people where are all the people that that call for me to go and vote when it comes to actually doing grassroots like work like where are the people that are calling for me to vote when when we're actually trying to enact change mm-hmm. in the systems that we vote for just kind of like it's super easy <laughs> just to you know post a square post a black square and yes. then be like yes i'm i'm helping but are you like you're, if you're not actually doing anything are you doing anything ah uh, social media yeah and the conversations that calm students have <laughs> we could probably go on forever just about social media and performative allyship but i love my space oh goodness gracious sorry that's an old <laughs> uh, 
So Austin, a question I have is, you wrote this article. Would you write another article that is similar? Is this a topic that you would continue writing about? Yes. Okay. But with a degree of hesitation, which I'm sure mm. you probably heard in my voice already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a loaded yes. <laughs> I, I would I would write something like this. Um, but however, I, I think that I would probably want to think more about how could I... How could I package my ideas in a way that is both emotionally impactful but also allows people to see that it is important to act mm. um, and it is important to work alongside um, people of color to dismantle these systems. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the interesting for me, things for me. Um, within, I don't know, the topic of allyship is, and, and performative allyship um, is kind of where, where I mean, it's not that there's lines drawn, um, but obviously part of the role of being an ally is to is to be there and, and, and burden some of the weight. Obviously there's weight that can't be carried by allies in any, any form, but there there are boundaries that can be overstepped and there's there's things that allies can't do to to teach other people right mm -hmm. there's 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 things like that that just can't quite be done as an ally uh and sometimes there's i've seen lines get crossed there mm -hmm. um usually out of good intention but it's just a bit of a minefield in there but that's one of the things that I think allies have to kind of come to terms with is, and I think you, you touch on this a bit in your piece, is that you have to get over yourself. You have to mm -hmm. learn how to, how, how to be wrong, how to be called out. And yes. I think that's something that's, that's especially, I don't know, on social media. How do you call somebody out on social media without getting a negative reaction? I don't know. That's very true. And yeah, you're right. I, there is an element in my piece where I talk about like, you know, when people when people are talking about issues of race or and that sort of thing, their immediate reaction is to um is to essentially make themselves small, is essentially mm -hmm. to to get uh super defensive or to try and prove that they're not racist. Mm -hmm. Um or to prove that, that they're on your side. Yeah. Um, and you can be on my side, but also acknowledge that you have privilege. You can be on my side and acknowledge that you have certain unchecked biases. Mm. Um, and there, I personally feel like there's some level of grace um, that needs to make room for that. Um, other people might see that differently, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely learning how to. It's something that I've had to learn how to do is how to be called out and not how to respond in a defensive manner mm -hmm. and responding in a way of like immediately going and seeking out education and like seeking out ways that I can be better and understand why I was called out. I think that's an important thing to do rather than just getting very small and letting it bounce right off of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you wrote the piece, you got it out there. What, what was that feeling at the end? What was that, like, were you like, oh, I did it? Or, <laughs> you probably didn't do that. But <laughs> that, that afterwards, like, where are you at now? 
Where am I now? Um, it's so funny. Uh, I recently got like uh, the print copy <gasps> of um, Jesus Issue, yeah. uh, Death and Dying. Um, and there was a piece in there um, with this line that said, um, to be black is to be in a constant state of grief. Oh. And when I read that, I could, I felt it. Um, and I was thinking, that is so true. But then also the in the within the same article, the person talked about um, that we need rest, and that that's where allies come in to mm. sort of help dismantle those systems while we rest. Um, and I guess that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm I'm at I'm at the stage where I want to give myself time and space to grieve. Yeah. Where do you where do you find that rest? Where do I find that rest? Um, stories, ah. storytelling, um, consuming stories, writing stories. Um, that's my rest. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, let's get let's get a recommendation from Austin here. What's what stories have you been getting into lately? Oh my gosh, I recently read this book um, called The Deep. Um, and it's it's a fiction uh, book about uh, uh, the uh, about slaves that were thrown overboard um, and how that like created like this mermaid race um, under the ocean. Yeah, that um, sounds fascinating. Cool. I yes. like mermaids. I like mermaids too. <laughs> I feel like we should get a book recommendation from every guest we have on here. That's a good idea. I think we okay. should yeah keep yeah. this up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Austin, you're also working on uh, a project at CMU, right? You're well, maybe not a project, but you're you're leading CMQ this year, right? I am. <laughs> yes, um, I am leading CMQ. So CMQ is just a safe space for members of the LGBTQ plus community, um, and I'm one of the co-directors of that this year. So if that's a space that people feel like they need, they can email me. Nice. That's yeah. awesome, and we will share your email on our on our Instagram page, if that's cool with you. Yes, that's totally fine awesome. with me. Nice. And also, if you're around campus, there are some beautiful posters <laughs> that have been posted around that Austin. Austin, did you create those? I did. I'm glad oh, you think they're nice. They're so nice. <laughs> I, did you take a graphic design class or something? No, I didn't. Wow, that's even better. That's even more impressive. <laughs> yeah, there are some really nice looking posters around that you can get some more information on as well. Yeah. Do you, do you have set dates for your meetings or... Um, not really, but we do have a meeting once a month, and it's usually towards the end of the month. So towards the end of nice. this month, there will be another meeting. Nice. Cool. So if yeah. that's something that you want to get involved in, you still got time to email Austin and mm -hmm. check that out. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Austin. This was awesome. Thanks yeah, for having lovely me. Lovely conversation. You are the coolest. Oh, I'll say it over you. and over again. <laughs> Once again, we would like to give a big thank you to Austin for joining us here on Wittenberg Radio. It was such a great discussion. Great discussion. I'm looking forward to a lot more great conversations here on Wittenberg Radio and conversations that you can start and you can be a part of. Uh, we've got that Wittenberg door that is just waiting, waiting for your thoughts. Yeah, and also, you know, the Wittenberg door of our DMs on Instagram. <laughs> the Wittenberg DMs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can we copyright that? I That's... don't know if we can, but we should. I like that. Yeah, so slide into our Wittenberg DMs and get a conversation going. <laughs> I feel a little bit a little bit worse about that. We should maybe not say that. I don't know. I like that. That was good. <laughs> so 
In conclusion, thanks for listening. Use that Wittenberg door. Check out our socials. Check out our socials and have a lovely day. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.